In today's episode of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, we're going to discuss how you can turn the people who attend your live shows into real and lasting fans that follow and engage with your music for years to come. But before we do that, I just wanted to let you know that for the next two weeks only, as of the release of this episode, I am offering special access to my private mastermind group, the Music Marketing Insider Circle, for just one dollar. In the Insider Circle, you'll get instant access to over 100 music marketing mini courses. You'll get to take part in live weekly coaching calls with me. You'll get access to the Mastermind Forum, the Quick Tips and Tricks Library, and more. Now, normally, I charge $47 a month for access to this program, but until this offer expires, you can get 30 days of access for just $1. Now, to join me in this private, interactive community, just go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash insider circle and sign up before this offer expires. Once more, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash insider circle. You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where you'll learn how you can use direct-to-fan marketing strategies to grow your fan base and generate income from your music with no record label, radio, airplay, touring, or press. And I'm your host, John Ojaka. All right, John Ojaka here, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. In today's episode, we're going to take another listener question. This one comes from Preston Ari, who has a question about how to turn the attendees of his live shows into real and lasting fans. It's a very important uh, question, and I, I think it's something that most musicians, frankly, are, are doing wrong. Many are not doing at all, uh, which is a shame because those people who see you live, those are some of the, or they have the potential to be some of the most valuable fans you'll ever earn. And so you don't want to be missing out on uh, the opportunity that those live shows represent. So we'll be talking about um, some ways that you can do that coming up here in just a sec. Um, if you have a question that you think would make a great topic for a future episode of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash submit a question. That's all one word, no spaces, just musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash submit a question. Uh, and submit your question there. If I think it'll make a good uh, topic for a future show, I will uh, I will share it on a future episode, and we'll we'll uh, we'll see if we can't answer your question and get you whatever help you need. Now, um, before we get into today's question, I do have a little bit of housekeeping and, as well as some some news about some things coming down the pipeline that I wanted to make you all aware of. First up, as you heard in the intro to the show, I'm currently offering a very special uh, $1 trial offer for my private mastermind community, the Insider Circle. Now, you can take advantage of that by going to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Insider Circle. Again, no spaces or hyphens or anything, all one word, just musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash Insider Circle. Normally, the Insider Circle costs $47 a month. You can get 30 days of access for just $1. And if you decide to uh, stay on beyond the 30 days by coming in through this special offer, you'll lock in a special 40% discount and be invited to stay on for just $27 a month instead. Um, 
the the insider circle it's the original music marketing community of this kind uh it's been around for over 10 years uh, thousands of members have come through the doors um and i'm proud to say that many of the original members people who signed up 10 years ago are still there and still active members of the insider circle which i believe is a real testament to the value that you'll find uh if you uh, take me up on this special offer when you sign up you get instant access to more than 100 music marketing mini courses you'll also be invited to join me on live weekly coaching calls which are a lot of fun we can chat live on the calls and i can you know uh give you tailored advice pertaining to you and your music career um you've also got access to my mastermind forum uh, where you can post every day and i personally come through i don't farm it out it's i'm in there answering questions each and every business day and every month i release new uh marketing uh courses or mini courses or training lessons whatever you want to call them <laughs> to keep you on the cutting edge of uh, music marketing. So take advantage of it for just a dollar. Join me in there. I think you'll have a lot of fun. Um, if you could use a, a, a little bit of guidance, a little bit of support, you'll find it all in the insider circle. So some things coming down the pipeline that I wanted to uh, make you aware of. A few things I'm really excited about. First up, uh, I don't have a specific release date um, on it just yet, but I wanted to make you aware that Music Marketing Manifesto 5.0 is uh, going to be released soon. I'm currently working on it, and I'm pretty confident in an October release. There's a small chance it'll come out even sooner. Uh, it could be a little later, but I'm thinking I'm thinking October's looking pretty pretty good. Um, and this the you know i'm i teach direct to fan marketing strategies what i teach is different than many of the strategies that are out there and that i believe uh, the average independent musician is much better suited uh to pursue a sales driven model at least at the core of your business model that's not to say streaming is bad and that you should ignore it you shouldn't and it's not but uh but i believe that you will stand a better chance at making a significant amount of revenue with a sales model at the core of your strategy rather than just relying on streaming so that hasn't changed music marketing manifesto 5.0 will not be different in in its in the fundamental sense but it, it things are have really evolved to a new uh, degree. I'm doing things a bit different than uh, I was in 4.0. Uh, I've got an entirely new way of building um, funnels, which I'll be talking about here in just a second. Uh, and the strategy has evolved to encompass multiple different uh, possibilities when it comes to building your funnels. And uh, many of those are going to be covered in Music Marketing Manifesto 5.0. So basically, it's the scope of MMM 5.0 will be much broader than 4.0. The, uh, the funnel building strategies are very different, and the collection of tools that you'll get access to is very different. So that's coming down the pipeline, and I wanted to make you uh, aware of that. Keep it on your calendars. Music Marketing Manifesto 5.0 coming out soon. Um, in addition to that, and it sort of it sort of overlaps with that, I'm really excited to let y'all know that I've got something else coming down the pipeline called TunePipe. Now, TunePipe is a website and funnel builder. It's an all-in-one marketing solution for your music. Um, and I'm planning on initially rolling it out as part of the MMM5 launch. Um, 
I will be uh, I'll be rolling it out in stages. I may let a few uh, beta customers in shortly. Uh, it's it's done and ready to go. I'm just creating um, tutorials and I've got a design team developing more and more templates every day. Uh, but it's done and ready to go. And this thing is is badass um in my in my opinion with with tune pipe basically it's a uh, for starters you know it's a simple and elegant and fast and beautiful uh website builder and editor it's got a very slick drag and drop builder um that allows you to build websites in in minutes if if you if you work hard at it um very fast much faster than anything i've ever taught you guys how to do in the past uh, but in addition to that you can select pre-built funnels to market your music. So you can select different types of strategies, pick a funnel, uh, go in and edit a few things, add it your products, and you're away. Um, so it's a funnel builder. You can split test your, your the pages within your funnel, set goals, um, and, and really uh, and very easily optimize everything for maximum results. Um, in addition to that, it's a membership site creator, so you can create private membership sites for your music, charge people for access to premium content. You can do that from within TunePipe. Uh, it is also a checkout and shopping cart solution, uh, and it is also, you can create a, a web store for your music. Uh, it's got blogging capabilities, and in addition to that, it has also got an onboard autoresponder or email marketing solution. You don't have to use it. It integrates with the other popular solutions like Aweber and MailChimp and things like that. But it's now got onboard uh, email marketing, which integrates seamlessly with everything. You can set goals in your email marketing and uh, everything, you know, every aspect of TunePipe communicates with all the other aspects of TunePipe. So it's just... It's just everything that you as a musician could possibly need to set up an effective marketing campaign for your music. On the simple side, if you need a website, great, this is the way to go. We've got beautiful, elegant websites that are built with marketing and and make generating revenue from your music in mind. Uh, but if you want to do a lot more, like build advanced funnels and have advanced um, metrics and everything else, uh, it's all right there in this platform. So if you want to get on the waiting list for that, go to tunepipe.com, sign up there, and uh, you'll be one of the first to uh, receive news when I do decide to open it up um, for beta or a little bit wider in anyway for beta customers because uh, as I mentioned there are a few people in there already um, and uh, the first big uh, launch beyond whoever I let in as beta customers is going to come exclusively through Music Marketing Manifesto 5.0 and then sometime after we get the first few hundred people through the doors there I'll probably launch it a bit wider but like anything technical it's always a good idea to release it in stages so I can manage the support load um, but this is something I've been working on for a very long time, and I'm just couldn't be more stoked that it's coming. I think it's going to be a real game changer, um, and uh, it's it's going to be worth checking out. So go to tunepipe.com, sign up for the waiting list if you're at all interested. All righty, so that is about it for the housekeeping and news. Now we're going to um, have a little listen to the question for today's episode that once more comes from Preston. Again, I'm sorry on the last name. I think it's Ari, <laughs> Preston Ari, uh, who was kind enough to take the time to submit today's question. All right, let's take a listen. 
Okay, so my most important question I have is um, when it comes to live performances, I try to use my live performances to really spread my music and, and gain new followers and fans. And multiple times throughout the set, I'll say, yeah, if you like this song, um, it's available iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all these things. Um, and the crowd is always generally really engaged with my music. Um, they seem to really like it, and everyone at the show say they really like it. But after the show, I'll, I'll check my socials, and, and I have no followers uh, increase. So my question is, what is something I should do further um, outside of the crowd engagement to, to get my socials to grow for that uh, long-lasting new fan that I might meet at a show or just in any other perspective? Um, just to getting them, I got their attention, but how do I get them to the next step to actually going and following and listening outside of the show? So that's my question. All right. Thanks, Preston. Uh, I think that's a, it's a great question. It's an important one. And I think it's a pretty common problem, which is, of course, unfortunate because getting out there and performing live is a big part of advancing one's career. And if you're not capitalizing on that exposure, um, a four-letter word around here, uh, but if you're not capitalizing on it and turning that exposure into real and meaningful fans, uh, then then you're missing out on a huge opportunity because when people see us live, we take up a significant amount of real estate in their minds, at least for a while, and at least in comparison to things like social media where we're just scrolling by for a few seconds, uh, even if they're clicking, you know, they tend to sort of forget about it as soon as they click away. Um, whereas when they see us live, we make a, a real impression. They're often sitting in, in front of us for 30 minutes, an hour or more. Um, there, there is an entire experience associated now with our music that's, you know, the two are anchored together to some extent. Often we get a chance to meet them, uh, and, and form some degree of a bond and connection. Um, and, you know, more importantly, there's no smoke and mirrors and, and they actually see our talent. They see us up there on that stage, uh, playing our hearts out and, uh, we earn hopefully a little bit of respect. So, um, those, those We'll call them prospects because that's what they are, at least at this stage in the prospect pro, prospect process, at least from a marketing perspective. Um, but those prospects, you know, there's there's no more uh, valuable prospect out there. Some of the best converting leads that I've ever seen come from lists that were generated at live shows for precisely the reasons that I just mentioned. Um, but I think perhaps part of the problem lies in in the question itself. You mentioned that you're getting out there and you're performing live and, and multiple points during the set, you are uh, pushing various platforms, namely streaming platforms and social media platforms. That's all well and good, and you can do that, but I'd probably turn the question on you and ask you why that, why your decision is to push a, a potential conversion on one of those platforms. Um, I think most independent musicians really suffer from a, I don't know, do what everybody else does, itis. Um, and we don't necessarily know why we're doing all the things that we're doing. We're just looking at things on a surface level and we're, we're looking at the platforms that we all use to share our music and thinking that that's the, the obvious choice. Everybody else is sharing their music on Spotify. So we should be pushing the Spotify page and. You know, there's nothing wrong with streaming. You should have a streaming presence and you should be driving some people at certain times towards streaming and it depending on where you are in your career and what your ultimate goals are, you know, streaming may 
play differently into your strategies. But if it was me and I was out there performing live, that would not be my goal. My goal would be to get people on the mailing list. When they're on the mailing list, now we control that or, and we control a degree of the relationship and uh, at least until we lose their attention. But we've bought ourselves some time. We have the ability to drive that person, that prospect to any one of a number of points of potential engagement or profit. Um, so if streaming is important to you, by having that person on your mailing list, you can drive them to uh, all of your streaming platforms every time you have a new single. So instead of just one stream and hoping they follow you and hoping you know they add you to a playlist, you've now got the ability to send them multiple tracks over. I mean, heck, it could just be one album and every every few days you're sending them a new track and giving them a little blurb about it. Um, and keeping them engaged, uh, so that you, <clears throat> you, your return is infinitely greater than it would, uh, be if they just clicked on over or opened up their app and typed in your name, checked out a track for a few seconds and moved on, which is, you know, more often than not what happens. Um, of course, you know, you might have that magic in a bottle and people fall in love with you and they do become, um, diehard fans and, uh, and, and stay with your music on those platforms. But they're going to the same thing is going to happen if you have them on your mailing list. And with the mailing list, you can drive that prospect, that fan to um, an opportunity to actually spend some money with you. Uh, the return on, you know, buying an album is exponentially greater, as you all know, than than the return on getting a stream, even many streams. You know, if a person, we all know that we earn a fraction of a cent when someone streams our music, if they stream it for more than 30 seconds. Uh, but when they buy an album, of course, we make $10. So let's say we're making half a cent. Uh, I didn't do this math in advance. So they'd have to stream it twice to make a cent or 200 times to make a dollar or 2000 times to make $10. And it's a heck of a lot easier to get one customer um, than it is to get 2,000 streams. Um, to put it into a, a, a bigger context, let's take, say, $5,000, because that starts to be a reasonable amount of money, and frankly, because the math is easy. Uh, you To earn that with uh, Spotify, you need to get uh, approximately a million streams. And that's not easy you know and by any stretch many artists do it but it's it's not easy if i take a room full of a hundred musicians um very few of them are going to have hit a million streams um and if they do uh they're not likely to have hit a million streams over and over and over again which is necessary to make a real living but even just selling a ten dollar album and we can charge a lot more for that but even just selling a ten dollar digital album forget physical and these days physical seems to be selling pretty well even cds um at least on the indie level the diy level uh you know we're talking about 500 albums and if you took again that same room of of 100 musicians many many more of them would have sold 500 albums and the task becomes even easier when we start looking at it through the perspective of say say a funnel a whole marketing experience where we start adding upsells um and you know additional follow-up promotions uh, just to throw some pretty encouraging numbers at you for example if you 
sell just 150 albums for 1500 and then uh, 30% of those customers uh, take you up on a $30 upsell. And that's that's a pretty average number. We see 20 to 30% in upsells. 30% is not at all uncommon. Um, uh, again, and I like to do a 3x upsell. So we could charge more if we were charging more for the album, but let's say 30 bucks. Um, so 40, that would be 45 people take you up on the upsell uh, of this digital box set. You make another 1350. Uh, and then a month later, you run a follow up promotion to those 150 customers uh, for, say, a membership site where you charge maybe five bucks a month to get access to a private members area. You could charge a lot more. Um, this could be a Patreon campaign um, or something that you host on your own site. So five bucks a month, that's $60 a year. And let's say, you know, the numbers tend to go down as we run sub subsequent promotion so let's say in this instance just um you know what would it be uh 20 maybe so we went from 30 percent. now we're down to 20 percent. take us up on that and remember these these 150 people are customers not just subscribers um so we're going to get a decent conversion rate on this, uh, but if only 20% and we could get more um, signed up for this program, that's another $1,800 uh, a year. And then let's say we threw in a month or two later, just a simple t-shirt promotion. Uh, conversions would, would go down on something like this. Maybe we'll just call it 15%. So we sell 22, uh, mathematically speaking, 22.5 t-shirts uh, for $450. Uh, that brings us to $5,100. So we actually make a little bit more in this scenario. Um, but all we would need to do is sell 150 albums to make the same amount as we would uh, from streaming um, or getting 1 million streams. And virtually everybody listening to this will have a far easier time trying to sell 150 albums. Now, I know, of course, that it's not going to work as perfectly for everyone in the, in that sales scenario, but those are pretty pretty common numbers um, and you know if you're going to fuel that with paid advertising then you're going to have to sell more to cover the cost of the advertising um, but it really you know it it it's not overly complex to see that a sales model is is really important so anyway getting getting back on task to your question i think it's really important that musicians especially independent musicians be focused on a sales model first and streaming second again you you you've now got their contact information you can send them to spotify all you want but don't just go and and shout out hey well one don't just send them to social and Spotify. And by the way, we haven't even been talking about social. Social media, in my opinion, is, is really has very, very little value in comparison to everything else. There is value there. You do have the ability to promote uh, to those followers. But unless you've reached true celebrity status where people are hanging on uh, everything that comes out of your mouth, you're going to you're going to find more often than not that those followers, those 50,000 Facebook followers you have are uh, not worthless, but their value is infinitely lower than, you know, a fraction of that same number's worth of email subscribers, for example. Anyway, um, but uh, so one, I wouldn't be sending people to those platforms as my first order uh, business. But second, um, I it's not enough to just tell folks, hey, go ahead and take action whenever you're ready, you know, because as we've already said, they'll lose, they'll get distracted, they'll lose interest and they'll forget all about us. We really need to kind of um, 
take people by the hand and walk them towards whatever action it is we want them to take. And in this case, per at least my advice, it would be to sign up to your mailing list. So yeah, sure, you can you can mention you can mention as many things as as you want from the stage. Again, I don't think you're going to see huge conversions on average. Um, but what I would be doing is really consciously working the room. Make that your mantra when you walk through the doors at that venue get as many people on the mailing list as you can and start consciously viewing that as the goal for the night um you know uh and i know you know i know this isn't everybody's favorite thing and hey maybe you just don't have it in you to walk the room with a clipboard or an app asking people to sign up um but if that's not something you're and one, if you are comfortable doing it, it's great. But two, if you're not, you can you can get either volunteers or street team or other band members or friends of the band or even pay people to go out and work the room for you. Uh, I've done exactly that back in the days when I was promoting a lot. I would pay people to work the room and get me as many emails as I could. And hey, if I paid 50 bucks and walked away with 100 email addresses, that was a lot cheaper than I was typically paying online. And those email addresses were a lot more valuable. So... I would either yourself or hiring someone or, or asking someone to do it on your behalf, making it the goal of the night to work that room and get as many people on a list as possible. It's not out of order to walk through the crowd and just say, hey, would you like um, some free music from, uh, uh, you know, uh, the artist on the, you know, whatever your artist name is. Um and if they say they would, then just say, well, do us a favor, um, sign up to the mailing list here, uh, and then we'll send you some free music. And then they, when they sign up, yes, you send them some free music. It, it could be an EP. It could be just a single, whatever you ultimately want to do. Uh, but now they get entered into a funnel, and you can even create a custom tag for this process and a custom campaign that triggers based on that tag so that you've got a funnel designed specifically for people who saw you live. Heck, you could create one for each city and even create sort of city-specific references and content. You can get as advanced or as basic as you ultimately want. Um, but that's how that's what I would be doing, and I think that you'll see a much greater return than what you're ultimately doing. And then, hey, if... If Spotify and and Instagram and Facebook and all those other um, platforms are important to you, maybe maybe you're trying to position yourself to get a huge record deal and you need those stats, you feel they're important to you. Um, I tend to be a little more DIY focused than that, but if that's important to you, I can understand that, you know, and those metrics they they mean something at least superficially to the industry um so you can you can redirect that list um to spotify over and over and over again you can have a track of the week and do nothing more even if you're not trying to get a positive roi uh from that mailing list which i think would be a mistake there's a you stand a much better chance um at sending you know pointing people over to spotify every single week uh than you would just hoping that they do it you know after seeing you perform live so um, that is what I would be doing in terms of how to do it. Uh, so I'm a big AWeber user. If you don't know what AWeber is, you can find them by going to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash AWeber. Uh, that takes you to a free trial. It's just an email marketing tool. Um, they're, they're fantastic. I've been with them for, I don't know, 13 years or something like that. 
strongly recommend them and I do personally recommend them over the alternative uh, companies that are out there and that you're no doubt familiar with. But uh, they've got a special app, a memory service called Atom uh, that allows you to uh, present people you know, you can load up the app on your phone at your live events and just ask people to sign up that way, as opposed to taking them to, say, a dedicated um, uh, squeeze page or something that you've created. You can also do it that way. But when hundreds of people are signing up through the same squeeze page, it can look a little or sorry, not through the same squeeze page, more specifically through the same IP. If coming from a website, it can look a little um, suspicious and create some potential problems, at the very least, just unnecessary confirmation steps. Um, but if you're doing it through the app, then you won't typically have that problem. Alternatively, you can go a little more old school and just walk around with a piece of paper and a clipboard and get people's email addresses, uh, print up a form if you want one, and then go home and um, import all those people. It's a lot easier to just have people sign up directly. So that's what I would use, um, again, with a service like Aweber. Uh, and then they're on your list. And just you know, you're out there in the world all the time as a musician hustling and talking to people. And one of the first things that tends to come up is the fact that you're a musician and that you've got music uh, to share and become more conscious of the fact that, uh, you know, you're trying to get people on the on the email list. Um, I'll give you a couple of sort of real world examples of this. I mean, uh, so when I initially got signed, email existed. This is, you know, back in 1999. Um, and this is, I've, I've had now four deals, but my first was in 1999. And, uh, I was a club promoter at the time, you know, prior to the deal. And, um, I didn't, I didn't know how much what I was doing would foreshadow what I ultimately, um, ended up doing as a marketer many years later, but the, the fundamentals of the process were very, very similar. And I would, as a club promoter and as just an active musician, I was out five, six nights a week and I was not even overly social. I wasn't that guy that worked the room, but I would pick a couple of people and sit down and have conversations and inevitably you meet additional people through those people. And, you know, by the end of a night, especially if you're bar hopping, you're, you're meeting a good 10 or 15 people and making a real connection. And I would tell everyone, I'll tell you what, give me your, uh, give me your number. Um, eventually it shifted to email addresses, but it was, I was a little more focused on phone numbers. Um, well, a lot more focused on phone numbers. And I'd say when I'm playing next, I'll, I'll give you a call and put you on the guest list if I can. Um, and as a club promoter, I had a lot of control over that door. Um, if you're not a club promoter, which most of you aren't, you can still usually negotiate terms, discount lists and things like that. Um, bars just really want people in the door ultimately. Uh, but then whenever I performed, I would, I would sit there and I would call every single person in my phone book. And uh, eventually prior to getting signed, I had about a thousand local numbers in, in this promo phone book of mine, uh, which was literally a scrappy old marble notebook with, with my scribblings all over it. Um, uh, very low tech, uh, but it would take me days. Uh, at times I'd hire people to help me make the phone calls, but I, uh, when it was important, I would do it myself and I would sit there for three or four days from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. just calling every single number and leaving a voice message or talking to whoever picked up, uh, inviting them to the shows. And I'm talking people I didn't know particularly well in many cases. Uh, I called all my 
good friends as well. But often it was just that person that you meet once at a bar and you tell them you'll give them a call or send them an email. And, and I did. And, um, uh, but again, what the, the value of these contacts was so much greater than just somebody who signed up because they clicked on a Facebook ad that I had this really valuable, high, you know, highly targeted, extremely local list. Um, again, at the time it was a phone list, but whenever I performed, I would call all those people, as I've already said, and they would show up and I would pack the places. And when I, um, Finally came time to, you know, when I had a little bit going on in the industry and um, I had gotten a song on the radio and um, the industry had taken notice and it was time for me to do the big showcase and get everybody out. I had a line around the block because I had I had so many people coming down to the shows because of the value of that at the time phone list i got i had such a line and the venue was so packed and this wasn't a small venue this is the dragonfly uh which is like 350 people uh again i i think the dragonfly just reopened it was closed for a while i don't even know what kind of venue it is these days but um it was i think legal capacity was about 350 and you could cram a few more in there than that um but it was wall-to-wall bodies with a line around the block and literally record company execs couldn't get in because it was so packed and as you can imagine that that created quite a little buzz and i landed a very large record deal as a result and that all came down to and that's the reason i'm telling the story um the same fundamental fundamental principles that i'm i'm telling you now build the list of people whose hands you have shaken and who have seen you live or met you in the real world and you will be in a really great position but try to get yourself comfortable with doing some of the stuff that you know we traditionally think is beneath us as a rock star you know mingle talk to people ask them for your email address tell them you're going to um uh uh, add them to your mailing list and send them some free music if that's cool and everybody will say yes and uh you'll you'll build a very valuable list that you can you will see a high conversion rate from and uh you can monetize in a very meaningful way for many many years to come and you'll get a you'll get a lot of people communicating with you and you can build your tribe um Another real world example of this, more specific to email marketing and and music marketing manifesto and the strategies that I teach, was one of my clients um, had a very small list when when I helped her uh, release her album. Uh, I don't want to. I'll leave her name out of this just because uh, I'm talking some numbers. But she had a very small list of around twenty five hundred people when I got involved, and her. But that list had been one hundred percent built just from live shows going around with a clipboard and asking people to sign up or when they'd buy an album, she'd get their email address. So it's very high value. And um, that list converted at over 30% um, on on just the initial, you know, launch of the album. So uh, between that and then just sales that came from social media, we had, you know, something like a thousand sales the first week, which landed her on the billboard charts. And we did really, really well with that album. And, you know, she, she continued to sell as well through further marketing and promotion. But, uh, but it's the highest conversion, like a 30% conversion rate when 30% of your entire list buys an album through a promotion, especially an existing list, you know, that, that has, that's an older list. Um, 
that has had products promoted to them many times in the past, that's outstanding. It literally, it's almost unheard of. Uh, we tend to think of four to six percent as average, 10% is extremely good. Um, and something like 30% is, you know, out of this world. So, so that's what you're leaving on the table if you're not working that list and uh if you uh, if you are an active touring artist and you eventually build that into the thousands if not tens of thousands you can turn that into a substantial amount of revenue each and every year by using the kind of ongoing uh long-term monetization techniques that we we focus on around here at Music Marketing Manifesto, as opposed to relying on something like streaming. So I, I'm kind of waging two arguments in one, but but they do very much overlap. Um, and again, I want to stress that I'm not anti-streaming. Send your people there, but get their email uh, address first. So just to recap a, a bit, I, th I do think, as mentioned earlier, part of the problem is it lies within the question. Um, in that we you shouldn't be just one you shouldn't be passive about it you should actually get in people's faces in a very nice and polite way and ask them to do what you want them to do on a, in a more direct way it is too hard from the stage if you don't have uh, um, authority if you're not a celebrity that people are um, you know tripping over themselves to get closer to uh, if you're just a sort of up-and-coming artist which most of us are then then people are going to be too busy or distracted uh, or apathetic to take the action that you want them to take for the most part um, so put a real stimuli in front of them ask them to sign up to your mailing list so that you can uh recycle that traffic over and over and over again, regardless of how you ultimately try to monetize. I do believe that the sales-driven um, strategy is a better bet, at least at the core of, of your um, music marketing or your music business model. But uh, if that's not for you for whatever reason and you want to drive people to your socials and to your um, streaming platform so that you can up your overall audience size and stats and potentially position yourself for a deal, then that's fine. But get them on your list first and then just keep on driving them back to those different uh, platforms with a call to action, which of course is, you know, to add you to a playlist, to follow you and, and do all the things that we do uh, on those platforms. And you can do the same for social. You can make, you can make an automated funnel uh, experience that had n nothing to sell and just kept on driving people back to all the different uh, platforms of yours. So you could get the maximum amount of monetization from each fan. So that's my two cents. You know, that's my take on the issue. There are a lot of fancy ways uh, that you can go and try to get people from the crowd onto your list, like, you know, text message marketing and things like that. But honestly, I just wouldn't I wouldn't bother with it. I would just I would work the room and and ask people point blank, either through you or a representative to sign up to the mailing list and um, really 
I think this generation is much better than past generations, but try to get out of the old mentality, the old paradigm of thinking that rock stars are somehow separate from or above their audiences and just get out there, get in it uh, and connect with people and you'll, you'll grow your tribe, you'll build your tribe. And if you have a tribe, you'll be able to monetize your relationship with that tribe and you'll have a real, a real career on your hands. Um, I should point out that the numbers I outlined, while while it's not always as easy as that, there's actually a lot more potential than that as well. I just outlined a couple of follow-up promotions. The goal with this kind of marketing is to keep on following up for many years to come. And especially as things like that recurring income compounds, as many people stay with you for years rather than just a year, um, you know, there's, there's, you could, you could turn even greater profits with an even smaller number of customers if you were more aggressive with your follow-up. Um, uh, promotion. So there's all kinds of potential, but that is probably a conversation for another show. All right. So that's, that's it for uh, this episode. If you have a question once more that you think would make a great topic for a future episode of this show, be sure to head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash submit a question. Uh, or if you're ready to take your music marketing to the next level, uh, then take advantage of the $1.30 day trial that I'm currently offering. Uh, I am releasing this podcast episode on, I have to pull up my calendar here, on Thursday, the 12th of August. I'll be running this promotion uh, for just two weeks. So on the 26th of August, it'll be coming down, it'll be expiring, and I have no plans uh, to open it up to the public for that price again. Again, $1 gets you 30 days of access, gets you over 100 music marketing mini courses, gets you live weekly coaching calls with me so that we can talk about your music and the problems that you specifically are facing um, in your music career. Uh, there's the Mastermind Forum where you can post questions every single day and I come in um, personally and answer everything. And then there's also the uh, monthly training modules that I release each and every month to keep you on the cutting edge of marketing. So if you are music marketing specifically, so if you need some assistance, some guidance um, and a community, uh, to ultimately give you that that push in the right direction that you need check out the music marketing insider circle which you can and you can take advantage of that one dollar trial offer at uh, musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash insider circle that's uh, musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash insider circle no spaces or uh, hyphens or any of that just all one word all right thank you for listening and take care Thanks for listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can market your music using the direct-to-fan strategies discussed on this show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. Once again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com.